I recall when I came back from camp that my mom encouraged me to go to childhood a childhood therapist um and I am an incredibly stubborn person I was a very stubborn kid and I did not take well to it and at that point I was really pessimistic about therapy as a whole um and it wasn't until I was like later in middle school when I started confiding in a guidance counselor um, to talk about uh, Jordan and getting through that experience and finding outlets um, to put the pain into. So that ended up becoming um, a nonprofit in his name, um, which felt really, really good. And kind of taking this bad situation and turning something really wonderful out of it. So um, we made a scholarship foundation um, and a nonprofit um, for students um, who were excelling in music and we're gonna be studying music in college and we raised money um, on behalf of Jordan to send them to school for it. So Definitely. there were, yeah, yeah. So there were, there were little things I could do like fundraising and volunteering and yeah. um, that all came out from confiding in guidance counselors. And that was my first intro into like healing and therapy. Yeah. Um, what, what age is this? You said it was in grade school? Yeah, probably 15. Oh. I started really getting into it. Yeah. And then I did it all through high school, um, did fundraising and therapy. And then college, I went a little, um, a little bananas. I went to, a, I went to Indiana for two years um, and was a little bit of um, a party girl and every time every time I'd come home from school I would just have this feeling of like I don't have like a home to go to and it was really upsetting me because at that point my parents had sold our childhood home our like childhood dog died my parents got a divorce and it was so sad and so depressing um so I ended where, up moving to Manhattan yeah yeah where did you go home to Exactly. Yeah. Um, Different places every time, wherever they're staying at at the time. So I, when I was at Indiana, um, when I would come home, I would go out to my uncle's house pretty often. My great uncle um, who lived in the East end of Long Island and I would bartend um, and just like live with him um, in the Hamptons. <laughs> Fine. Like an extension of my college party years, but also having a place to crash. Yeah. In our previous episode, we had talked about the four pillars of like health and uh, how do I say like happiness, I guess, or just like equilibrium. So in those four pillars, you I always forget the exact pillars, but it's something along the lines of like uh, your actual health, physical health, your family ties and relationships your religion or spirituality and then your uh maybe like your home is attached to your family i think is what it is and then the last one's like your job your career your mm. financial stability all that and if any one of those pillars falls you know and it's a four pillar table uh you're gonna be wobbly if 
two of them fall, you're pretty much going down. And if three fall, good luck getting back up. You sound like you basically had at least three of those pillars knocked out from underneath you at this time that you're in college because now you come home and there's no home to go to. So you're obviously you're struggling in that area. You, you're still dealing with the loss of your brother. Uh, you're partying at the time, enjoying the college life, which we all know is fun, but not the healthiest. Not thing. healthy. Yeah. I was not healthy. Yeah. We all go through it. Trust me. I, yeah, I get that. How did you come out of that? I mean, there had to been another stage, another level to then get to, to start coming out of that point. Yeah. Um, I had to really dig within um, and become hyper-focused on myself. And I started doing that when I moved to Manhattan. I transferred from Indiana to NYU. Um and I lived alone and I started building myself a life and I started doing everything for me, um, completely selfishly. I focused on school so much that it was like giving me so much anxiety and my anxiety still persists today. We could get to that. Um, <laughs> but I, um, I, focused on academics and my career and my health. Um, I started working out a lot. I started seeing a therapist regularly. I like only focused on me. And that was, that's what changed everything. I ended up getting a 4.0 in school. I got like a sweet job at CBS News and I like was loving journalism and writing and producing. I got into my dream grad school um, and I finished a master's program and it was all because I, I was so focused on myself. Everything else was kind of pushed to the wayside relationships like here and there, but, um, even friendships, I probably wasn't the strongest on. I was just seeking independence and seeking any kind of stability and school is a bit of a safety blanket because it's rigid. Um, somebody's telling you what to do. Um, and there is stability to it. So I was seeking stability, but I was still spontaneous and having fun. And those were fundamental years, um, to healing. Yeah. Were there any little things that you did in that process? Like, I mean, you, you really seem to isolate yourself in that time and kind of, as you're saying, like go within, were there little things that you did that you can remember back to that time that really helped that maybe someone listening? Cause like people talk all the time, like journaling, taking yoga, doing meditation, um, changing their diet, anything like that, that can help you to get back on track, quote unquote, if you will. That's a good question. And I wish I could pinpoint one thing, but it was a culmination of so many little things. It was um, not only focusing on personal achievements, but um, a ton of writing, a ton of um, kind of distracting myself from the realities of my life. Yeah. Um, and I um 
I don't know. I started working out. I started feeling more confident. Um, yeah. You know, I wish I could give you a better answer. <laughs> I think, well, I think that answer is so valid because yeah. I think focusing on you is that. And I think that is such a fluid thing and it changes so frequently when you are, when you have that focus. And so I think that in and of itself is, you know, well, I think we're at a point, I, I like to say in society, I don't know why, but I feel like there's this belief in our culture right now that there has to be an answer for everything. For some, for everything. Right? And there has to be a regimented step-by-step mm-hmm. process to fix something or get through something. Like, I can't tell you how many people come up to me and ask me if I've read this self-help book or that self-help book. And I'm like, I don't read a single self-help book because it doesn't help anybody but the self that wrote it. <laughs> and what you did, like, maybe don't even realize the things that you were doing. I was just going to say, yeah. You, like you were doing big things. You moved yeah. into the city, you got into the school you wanted to go all to. You were studying really hard. Like, yeah. yeah, all that helps to get there. There doesn't have to be like, oh, I did this at 6 a.m. every day. I did this at noon every day. I did this yeah. each week with so-and-so. And that doesn't have to exist. Or maybe yeah. it's like second nature. You didn't realize you were doing it. Right, right. Yeah, potentially. Um, yeah, and... I, I wasn't perfect. I was like meeting, I was kind of involved with some not so great people during that time and was in some really, um, like horrifically toxic relationships during that time and had to learn a lot, um, and get through a lot of, um, you know, personal learning, um, to be who I am today. Um, but yeah, it was, they were really, my whole twenties were just, um, like becoming Danielle again in a way. Um, yeah. I had this thought once that we have two people in life. There's the person that we're born as, and then there's a person that the world changes us into. And we're forever (laughs) from that point forward, working to get ourselves back to that original state. Like when you were born as Danielle, you were perfect in every way and the universe had set you out to be a certain person and then the world beat you down in any way that it possibly could to change that and then throughout the rest of our life it's up to us to go through as much learning and education and self-introspection and therapy and good eating and getting sun and being as mindful as possible to get back to who you once were and pulling that's why we talked about like our yeah um what's what's called talent from when we were kids like that that's instinctual that I had nothing to do with that in my life like I'm sure you have talents that just come out of you and you're just like you're gonna get back to finding those and things as you go on so I think it's really cool that you just said that you're finding Danielle again yeah it's true and and you you mentioned like mindfulness um that's been a huge part of my journey like feet in the sand, mm-hmm. looking out at the water, like thinking about everything that I've been through and where I am today. Um, and recognizing personal growth is really important. Um, and that's something I do a lot. Like I'm, I'm proud of myself and I think more people should say that, um, and give yourself a little bit of credit because life is wild and unexpected and really fucking hard um so yeah 
be yeah, everyone should be patient with themselves yeah i love that you should give yourself what, what did you say give yourself um credit for what you've done basically what was that tell yeah. yourself yeah tell, say i'm proud of myself so, yeah i like that i don't ever say that i don't think no. you gotta say it peter <laughs> it's harder than it, it sounds it's, like, it's, I know. it's hard when, when you come from a state of like never feeling good enough which you had talked about earlier it's like how do you convince yourself that you are good enough again mm-hmm. or like what you're doing it doesn't have to be good enough because it's just it's the best you're doing and you're you're doing great it's a hard thing to overcome especially on your own and it yeah I, th- I think it's going back again to another thing we've talked about which is you don't know what someone's going through in life every time you meet someone you're meeting them at face value mm-hmm. and you don't know all the things that have happened prior to that exact moment that you meet them right. and knowing you and now jake has talked to you a little bit and gotten some of your information uh, about your life you've been through a lot that we won't share on the podcast since all this in your life and your relationships and there's even more to the difficulties that you've been through that we don't have to share and people can just say like wow you're such a strong person for getting through and being at the point that you're at now and yeah i just hope that people have again going back to having grace yeah for others and yeah. like it's so important it's so 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 important well, all this process you're talking about that you've been going through there's still more that people don't know that you had to deal with in addition to all that and like you're so strong for getting to that point yeah, and I'm I'm sure you could both relate to it's hard to let people in sometimes and um people don't know what they don't know about you. So um when I'm meeting somebody new, I'm I'm always timid about how much I should share about myself. Um and like with you, Peter, it kind of felt natural to just like open up because you're just that kind of person. Um but I've certainly put some like titanium walls up uh, my whole life and I couldn't be alone in that so giving people grace and recognizing that everyone goes through their own stuff um, is important and practicing patience with people and um, waiting until they're able to share or be vulnerable is is really important yeah um to piggyback off that I used to think it was really important to be who I wanted people to meet at all times. Like, who did I want someone to think I was? Mm. How did I want them to meet me? And I never had a successful relationship. I I was in friendships that I didn't actually like. Um, I was in relationships that were not serving me. And then one day I just said, fuck it. I'm going to be myself wholeheartedly. And on date one, I started opening up about my past and who I am, where I've come from. And I'll never forget it was not too long ago. I went on a date, wasn't a date. We like went on a walk and I just started talking about spirituality and the universe and mm-hmm. like what I think happens in afterlife and stuff. And it, it was a good conversation. And then I go on another date a couple weeks later, cause like things didn't go off with that. And that girl says, she knows this girl. And she's like, yeah, she says, you're fucking weird. <laughs> and you talk about oh, the, oh, like oh, universe God. and spirituality and stuff. I was like, great i'm glad i did that because that's what my life is about and it got rid of her date one sweet <laughs> like did myself a service oh my. you gotta screen them out sometimes right i don't think it's have to screen them out you just have to be yourself yeah. at all times yeah 
and know that there's going to be people who don't like it. And if they don't like it, I've lost friends for this. I've lost relationships for this. I told a woman once I didn't give a shit about money and she froze. And she's like, what do you mean? You don't give a shit about money. Like what? Like it means nothing. I'm going to make money because I do things that make me happy. And if you do something that makes you happy, eventually the money will come. But if it doesn't, it's not going to like face me. Like I'll be fine being broke. And she was just like, well, what? Like we could <laughs> never work. You. This is just what? Like you have to have money. No wonder, like if you hate money, you'll never have it. Like I never said I hate money. Yeah, I just like, don't know words. Like, yeah. So it's like, again, Wild. the more honest you can be about who you are and things you've been through, the more you're going to find the right people that are around you to support you and be there with you. And you can find in them and they can find in you and you can have amazing conversations that otherwise never would have happened and you can't progress. You can't exactly. grow. Yeah, it is. It is easier said than done though. Um, yeah. Especially when you're, when you're like getting back into dating, um, it like, how much do you reveal about yourself? Um, yeah. and you know, if it scares someone away, like, so be it. But, um, I don't know. It's, I don't know. You tell me how much do guys want to know right away? (laughs) I I think how much you feel like you want to tell them. I suppose it also depends on, on like the vibe, the vibe of the date. Yeah. Um, I Daisy in the background. Just, Daisy. Daisy's not getting attention, so she's crying. Yes. Daisy. I think I'm just at a point in my life right now where I'm I'm done hiding things or holding yeah. back. And it's yeah. like if I can have great conversations with someone, that's all that fucking matters yeah. at the end of the day. And the only way to do that is to be fully myself. Yeah. And express my feelings exactly as they are, knowing it's gonna piss off a lot of people. Um and there's a time and a place for that, right? Like sitting at a crowded bar talking about these things, maybe not the best bet because someone will overhear one portion of it and get upset because they heard this mm-hmm. one little snippet and like, well, that's not good. Not knowing the backstory or on social media where people take what they want out of context and extract that one line and then just one eat you thing. alive. Yeah. But if you're going to hold people close to you in life, you forever want to be progressing. And the only way you can progress is by being fully yourself and having people support you as that person. Totally. And yeah, I'd say date one. I mean, we had great conversations when we went out to dinner. It, it, yeah. No holds bar. It was <laughs> holds bar. Yeah, it was awesome. It was great. Um, refreshingly great. Um, it's but it's it's tough. Like, especially yeah. if somebody asked, like, somebody asked recently, like, do you have any siblings? It's a loaded question. Yeah. Um, because I'm a siblingless sibling in a way. <laughs> I don't feel like an only child but I don't have any right now. Um, so it, it's loaded and then it gets sad and it brings the date down. So it's like, whatever, I don't know. If they can't deal with that, they're not mature I, enough I to be with you. Say, yeah. Yeah. Get rid of them. If, like, I'm sorry. Get rid of them at that point. Like, <laughs> they, they, they do not have, them to the you were talking about being 11 years old, being more emotionally mature than most adults that I know. Yeah. So if you're on date one and that conversation comes up and they're telling you like, this is deep. I'm not ready for this. Let's get a cocktail or something like that. Like, okay, buddy, like yeah. peace. Yeah. I mean, have fun on the date if you want to, like, go ahead, like do your thing. But like, otherwise moving on is the way I would say. Yeah. Yeah. It's something that just popped in my head as you're talking about that. Can I ask you, do you still talk to your brother at all? Yeah. Um, so 
<laughs> I was actually going to bring this up. So it's funny yeah. you, you do. Um, I don't go to his cemetery very often. Yeah. Um, he's buried on Long Island. And I think because he's been on my mind because he's turning 30 and you and I were talking about doing this podcast, um, I just wanted to like pay a visit. Yeah. Um, so on, I went over there and I was like, hey, um, like, what do I do? Life's so crazy. Um, and I find that I talk to him more when I'm going through something difficult. Like when I was going through my parents' divorce, I would talk to him a lot because he's the only one who would be able to relate. He's the only other person who was raised by my parents. So I would talk to him and say like, look what our parents are doing. Like they're, my life's blowing up. Like, can you believe this? And yeah, so it's, that was part of it. But now I find that I talk to him more when I'm going through better things in life. Like I'm doing amazing right now. I'm feeling really good about life right now. And I stopped by the cemetery and I was like, Hey, thanks for looking out for me when I was studying for the bar um, and in this new career. And it kind of feels like I have a little angel with me. Um, so yeah, I, I do talk to him. I yeah. think not enough, um, but I know I can. And another weird thing, which I wasn't going to mention, but I guess I will. Uh, <laughs> when I talk to him, I don't see him as a 13 year old. I see him as an adult. Um, I picture him as an adult um, and speak like he's a 30-year-old man, um, which is so weird to say, and I've never said that out loud. But, um, yeah, it's funny I guess. you say that because as you're talking about him, that's like how I'm picturing him. I'm yeah. picturing a man. Yeah. Yeah, like right? not picturing a kid. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I, I can't talk to a kid. I can't relate yeah. to a kid anymore, yeah. so... Um, it's, cool. it's just kind of how my mind forms yeah. a vision around him at this point. But yeah, I talked to him. So I just want, I'm just going to say it, whatever, fuck it. So fuck it. <laughs> the, the, like the more spiritual, if you will, I get um, as I get older and I try and remove as much distraction as I can from my life, the more I talk to people, loved ones that have passed, um, the more I, I realize, like, they, I don't think, well, I'm going to cry doing this. Holy shit. <laughs> I don't think our loved ones ever actually leave us. Yeah. Me too. And that. I believe that we're all energies and these okay. energies carry on and they carry on in different ways and they become different things and they travel through the different pathways that we just find again throughout life. And every once in a while, those pathways intersect and we'll get these like pulses of energy from those of our past again and so like i was on a walk one time and talking to one of my family members past in you know my spiritual realm i don't even know what you want to call it just like the god or something like that and i just felt this empowerment of all the men in my family's past come about me and be like you know we've been here for you all along we're these people of your past and it's them now as these just powers that be that are still guiding us in there with us. And yeah, I, I think like they just continue to grow along with us and they're who we need them to be at that time and, in that yeah. moment. Right. 
they don't have to be anyone or anything or stuck at any point. They, they go where we need them to go. Yeah. I'm, I'm fully with you and I see it the exact same way. There might not be a physical being, but energy doesn't die. Um, and I still feel their energy. Um, and someone described it to me once as like, picture yourself on a stage, you're front and center. There's lights on you. Curtains are open. You're performing on stage. That is life. Um, they're just backstage. You can't see them, but they are there. You know, they're there. Um, so I don't know. That kind of helped me through my healing when somebody told that to me once. I know it's that a is, little bit I of like woo-woo energy, but yeah. Um, yeah, that's a cool. Why do you think yeah. there's like fear to talk about that? I don't know. Why do I feel insecure talking about energy, because, spirituality, and stuff like that? Because people don't talk about death at all. Yeah, um, it's so something true. we all go through. Yeah. Um, grieving is some. Yeah. Grieving is a guarantee. Yeah. Um, and. I think people are timid about um, talking about it because it is so sad and why would you want to talk about it? But um, it's something we should talk about and it's something I think people should be open about. Um, I've really like come into my spirituality over the past 10 years. So I'm, I feel good talking about it, but um, I totally understand how it could be kind of this like insecure thing to talk about um, and be open about because I don't know, it's, it's deep. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. It's, it's really deep and it doesn't come up often. Uh, but you think, I don't know. It's I, I, I can, I'm completely there with you guys though. I fully, I think the proof is in that pudding of when someone passes and you can feel their you know their energy growing with you i think that feeling right there is the proof that we need that they are still with us you know what i mean sometimes literally just Um, a feeling so i think i don't know i i i'm i'm also right there i think it's a very unique way to look at it um and i think i don't know i'm very much of the belief that the universe deals its hardest hands to its strongest of soldiers. So I think, you know, that's why I'm so passionate about things like this and conversations like this, because I think the more that people like you who can, you know, take it and process it and kind of help others in a way, I think there might be someone else out there who may have been given the same cards that couldn't have handled it. And I think sometimes that I call it toxic optimism, but I think it's very, I don't know. I think it's, it it changes the way you think about things sometimes. Um, And I think you are right there. I think it's so cool the way you've been able to really find yourself too. And I love that you're so open and talking about your healing journey because I think that's, equally as important yeah um the fact that you've said you're sharing something for the first time a couple times like yeah that feels good yeah when i share something for the first time it's scary at first it's just like how i said like going on a date and being completely honest about what you think about and all that 
if you can do it with one person next time do it with a couple of people yeah. after that do yeah. it with a group of people after that and it just do it on social media second yeah. nature right yeah it's like yeah little steps all working really towards the greater good yeah, yeah i agree cool daisy is driving me nuts in the background right now sorry she's what got is daisy doing squeal. i put her in the back room <laughs> like she all right this dog refuses to sleep in her bed has to sleep in my bed i lock her in here she opens the door just to go into Shut my up. bed but right now yeah, i put her in that room she has access to the bed all she wants free reign of the bed I, and she sits at the door and cries <laughs> um i don't know why you're calling it your bed when it's obviously daisy's it's bed definitely her bed that's why i have to walk the <laughs> sheets every like four days oh, my God. oh man anyways um uh, life now you're happy things are good you got a great yeah. new job that starts tomorrow which is amazing congratulations on that thank you yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm I, knock on wood but i am like the best i've ever been um i am like starting this cool career and i am taking the california bar in july but i'm not even stressed about it i'm i'm just like going with it um but it feels like another cool accomplishment to to look forward to and um i don't know i'm like fit and tan and happy and i'm like building it really does wonders it really does yes yes the sun is my i mean you mentioned it at the beginning um when you were talking to jake about how you're feeling sun on your scalp for the first time it's yeah. there's something to that there is something um, to, i think what today's run was i ran shirtless for the first time like ever i hate taking off my shirt for whatever reason ran shirtless i feel great today i was like yes soaked in sun, all the sun, the sun yes does we're just giant batteries folks and this, we really are that battery all we need to do is photosynthesize and we'll be fine yeah. Um, but I, I feel amazing. I'm excited about my career and like my summer and I'm rebuilding some really amazing friendships that went to the wayside during law school because yeah. it, law school's tough. And, um, awesome. yeah. I think that's something that people should take with them for sure on this. When you say goodbye to friendships, to focus on things that are important at the moment, it does not have to be forever. Mm -mm. You did what I think a lot of people are very afraid to do, including myself for a long time there with friendships that I had, which is in order to progress in life in the areas that we want to, we have to make sacrifices. That is a guarantee. You just have to decide what that sacrifice is going to be, how great and how many. There are times where you have to make sacrifices of friendships mm -hmm. to focus on the things that matter most to you in that moment, but it doesn't have to be forever. Like you can come back to those friendships, relationships, even saying goodbye to relationships. This is talking to myself sometimes with exes that I wanted for years after the fact. You never know. It may come back around. And if it doesn't, it wasn't meant to be there in the first yeah. place. Yeah. But easier said than done, obviously. I'm sure a lot of people are like, well, but Peter, I miss so-and-so. I was like, yeah, I miss so-and-so <laughs> still too. But at the same time, like either they're going to come back or they are not. Mm -hmm. And either way, it was for the betterment of ourselves. Like mm -hmm. just the fact that you cleared space for what you needed. And now you're a lawyer starting your job uh, of your dreams, basically. Yeah. You did what you needed to do. And I think that's really beautiful. Yeah. And I mean, it, it also says something about the friendships that I made that they stuck around yeah. all this time. Well, um, that are worth it. Will. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I, I had this trip last week where I'd met up with like 10 people who I just like, hadn't had relationships with very well in the past few years and we had an amazing time and 
I think I'm and, like, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I, what, yeah, the girls trip will not be making it onto the podcast, but um, it was <laughs> oh, a lot oh, of fun. Oh, what happened on this girls trip? God damn. <laughs> Uh, what yeah, happens on the girls trip stays, stays <laughs> yeah. it definitely stays on the girls trip um, no it wasn't that it wasn't that crazy it was just really nice um and miami right yeah miami fun. yeah it was easy and quick and fun and that's why i love miami yeah. it's beautiful weather great food great people amazing art uh good yes. architecture yeah and the ocean good stuff and the ocean yeah i ended up on a boat which was like my one goal this year was to like go on a boat. <laughs> okay, I gotta ask, what is it with girls in boats? <laughs> Why do you like, you go to Chicago, so it's like fun. everybody's always asked, he's like, do you got a boat? No, I don't have a boat. There's just something about being on the water. Yeah. Like being right. One with the waves. But you won't just go in the water. <laughs> yeah, but it's different. It's just, it's different. It's way different. Yeah, it was boats. like, right. I, I, we sure do. It was a little bit of a, a boat party. And it was, I remember, this is weird going way on tangents now, but we were on a raft in the back of this boat. Um, and I just remember like sitting on this raft and looking around me and telling my friend Jessica, like, I wish I could put this moment in a bottle and save it for the rest of my life. Because oh. this... This is the best feeling I've ever had. Really? Just like, it was just this moment just of like, like total, euphoria. Yeah. total yeah. euphoria, relaxation. Maybe it was the champagne or whatever yeah. else, what was that was going on. But yeah. um, the sun and the water and just like floating and There's yeah, it was perfect. about that for sure. Yeah. Well, but, you can remember it forever. I'm going to. No one can take the memories. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. No, um, but yeah, I'm I'm in a great place, and I'm yeah excited about this career and about the summer and um, doing a little bit of traveling. So yeah, it's all good. One thing that Jake said earlier that's on top of my mind, so I'm just going to ask it. How did you maintain this level of perseverance throughout all this time? Like, what was it that kept you going to get to where you are now? Um, probably a necessity. Um, the fact that there was no, there, I don't know. It's hard. It's really hard to classify, but if I wasn't going to help myself and persevere myself, what was my life going to be? Um, I've always been really ambitious. Um, and I am insanely fortunate that I have parents who let me do whatever the hell I wanted career-wise and try anything in any school and date any person and just like completely like gave me that freedom. But I was always ambitious. And if I were to let go of that ambition, um, I have no idea where I would be. Um, I, again, didn't necessarily have like a home to go home to. I didn't have a sibling to fall back on and seek help from. I just wanted to do it for me. Everything I did was to make my future better for myself. Um, and yeah, there's something 
there's something to that good driver yeah (laughs) yeah driver when you feel like you got nothing else at times you just do what you can you'd be amazed at how much resilience a person can build up when they feel like they have nowhere else to go yeah if all you do is go forward because you can't stand where you're at sitting still yeah how much you can do when things become easy and you just made through all the hard times yeah I, I, but, I tell people that all the time. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I am also a person who seeks kind of extreme experiences and stress in a way, um, which is part. It. Yeah, like I'm, I think I'm really intense with myself in that if I'm comfortable and relaxed, I become uncomfortable. I like always need the next thing. It's probably why I just passed a bar exam and I'm sitting for another one. Um, yeah, why are you doing that? Just <laughs> glutton for punishment. Um, but yeah, I, it's kind of like my family's concerned about it because they're like, you're clinging to, um, potentially like unhealthy habits of, to, of like needing constant stress and uh, stimulation to hold on to. But I'm, I'm working on that with my therapist who is now on maternity leave. Um, and I, I dear, dearly hope she comes back soon because <laughs> I need help. Uh, if you need someone, we've got a great person yeah. that we refer all of our friends and guests to. She's spectacular. She's amazing. Uh, her name is Teresa and she's available at all times. I may take you up on that. Yeah, please do. I'll literally text you her information. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but funny enough, talking about her, we talk about things that, you know, I'm still working through myself and mm-hmm. it comes down to, you know, from childhood on up. You have your, re, your excuse me your root causes right like your initial traumas and then they become your um, what does she call them oh man i can't remember the word or the term that she uses but mine's basically uh punitiveness and unrelenting standards so forever trying to be as good as humanly possible damn near perfect in everything i can put my hands on or everything that i do put my hands on to the point where if it doesn't get to that point i feel unworthy and it's it's a it's like a an obsession pretty much it's unrelenting standards like if you don't do it you're you're a failure but you can't stop because it's unrelenting it's like right. it just it's always going and always pushing at me that's what i'm constantly working with and there are times where i think it got really unhealthy for me where it was like we talked about Iron Man, mm-hmm. I had to do it. And it, that was my coping mechanism. I had to do it because yeah. it's what I could control in yeah. pain. Uh, in other areas of life, it was I had to have, um, I don't know, I had, I had to look a certain way on social media would be another example yeah. more recently uh, because that became such a big thing after being on television, which was like a huge spotlight on me. And I had to be liked by everybody yeah. i didn't have to fake who i was i just wanted to be liked by everybody so i couldn't upset anybody and as soon as i would upset one person it was the world is over meanwhile yeah. there's three hundred thousand other people that are like peter you're so great yeah. <laughs> and eventually it, it kind of goes back to being yourself holy on the first date it was just i had to stop giving a shit yeah. I, I had to get to a point where it's like enough is enough because it's stressing me out to where I had like bowel issues. I'm breaking out all the time, yeah. bad sleep, no irritable. Yeah, yeah, I'm not happy with myself. I'm in and out of bad relationships. And eventually I just had to get to a point where it was, 
I just have to start loving myself kind of, as you said earlier, like loving myself more and being okay with like one bar exam is pretty damn good. <laughs> uh, and I'm sure you're going to pass this next one with flying colors too. I told you that even while you're training or like studying for this last one, like you're going to crush it. I don't know why you're so. Yeah, worried. I know it. it's, it's me and you have an interesting relationship because we met, each other when we were both going through these like ambitious changes yeah. in a way like you were building out like this gorgeous gym Thanks. um and pretty. and like it's real pretty yeah. <laughs> and going through um like the ups and downs of being a business owner every single day yeah. and you were confiding in me about that and at the same time I was like studying for this exam um 10 hours a day and like racking my brain and being like a crazy anxious obsessed person um but it was really wonderful to have someone who respects what you're doing um and I feel like we had that toward each other and um it's like made this really wonderful like friendship and um relationship and um yeah it's it's important to find those people and it's easier said than done um but you gotta hold the ones close that you that you do find mm -hmm. i agree i totally agree thanks for saying that that's very sweet sure. it's true yeah. <laughs> all right thank you for sharing all of that with us this was you're a very resilient person and i'm very uh thankful you shared your knowledge with us yeah and just your your being well, like well thank your being your being well thanks for for asking the hard questions and the uncomfortable questions that not a lot of people ask um when it comes to grief and life um it's not an easy conversation to have because as we said nobody talks about it mm -hmm. um but i'm glad that you have given me this resource this has been like the best therapy session that i've had in a really long time oh yeah so um yeah absolutely after this week i i'll be able to pay you um, okay but, <laughs> exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey i'm in the same boat i get that that's fair when you are building that's one thing i tell people all the time when you are building your dreams be prepared to be broke absolutely right financially absolutely. Yeah. but spiritually yes. you'll be in the highest heights that you've ever yeah. seen in your entire life 100 yeah. <laughs> percent. yes, Boy, yes. You know. Damn. bro i'm broke right <laughs> like oh god like, people are like oh you got four gyms you must have so much money like psh, how much it costs to run four gyms yeah post pandemic like oh, oh yeah i'd be moving back in with my parents <laughs> that's all right i that's just right. love that you're out in, on the podcast you're, you're in, yeah Man. You're investing in yourself and exactly. you have, you have a vision of, your I told future. him earlier, I said, everybody's path looks different. Totally. Yes. Yeah. And you had to go through a really challenging path to get to this incredible new start. Like you're not even at the end yet. Like who knows what's ahead of exactly. you and how far this could go, uh, especially in entertainment. Oh my gosh. Like the sky is the limit in entertainment. Yes. There are, there are copyright concerns. Um, there's business concerns. Um, there's a lot of pirating videos online. Yeah. Um, and, um, I won't get all like legal nerdy with you, but, um, like section 230 runs the internet and it protects third party platforms from, um, like posting, um, like 
if somebody says something on a platform that website is protected, um, like Twitter, for example, if you say something defamatory, Twitter won't be held accountable for your uh, okay. defamatory thoughts. So sure. um, Section 230 kind of runs the internet and oh, wow. um, seeps into this industry quite a bit. Um, anyway, read up on it if you're, if you're interested. <laughs> I don't right. know why I just brought that up. <laughs> no, it's really, I was just, it leads me to like, I think maybe one of the final questions, which is, uh, is there anything that you've learned uh, through this career, through life, anything like that, that has just got you super excited on top of your mind? Anything that you're just like, I want to share this with the world? I'm really excited about um, making connections. I think I thrive when I talk to strangers which um, is uncommon, um, like sometimes more than I talk to like family or close friends, I'm a little better at talking to people I don't know. I don't know what that is. We could dig into that another time. Oh, yeah. um, but when it comes to like networking events and um, like building out a network of creative people. I'm really excited to make those connections and to meet as many people in the industry as possible. Um, I don't necessarily have like a legal note to like send you off of, but that's something really excited um, that I'm really excited about in my career. Um, I'm also probably going to be a bit of a talking head on the news, um, cool. weighing in on um, high profile entertainment cases. Um, and going on the news and talking about them because that's kind of what my background's in. Yeah. So um, that's going to be a little bit of a, a side project. But yeah, cool. Watch I'm that become like the main side. source. Yeah, I guarantee that's going to take. It, <laughs> you have a background in it. You're now a lawyer, and you're very beautiful. Like the combination of things and well spoken, like incredibly well spoken. You're going like, yeah, well to crush it. You are. Yeah. Thank you. Shocked, we want, but you are incredibly well spoken. Yeah, walk in what entertainment tonight or something like that, or e news in a couple months, and like, oh hey, look, it's Danielle. It, yeah, the the path. There are so many little pathways in my mind where this career could take me, and that's that's one that I've been like cognizant about since the beginning. Yeah. Um, that that's something that I would enjoy doing. Um, and my my old colleagues at CBS News said they would take me back to do so. So. Um, maybe we'll see, but, um, yeah, it's, it, it's it may not happen exciting. overnight, but yeah, it's, you're opening another door. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. All good. Cool. I don't know why I can't go without bringing back up what you asked. You said, you don't know if like, it's something to dissect now, but, um, just the thought of why is it easier to talk to strangers and why do you look forward to that? Right. Yeah. I do believe that in talking to family and friends, there's already preconceived notions, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's going to be so easy to just like talk to random strangers you can be and you, you, can, you can be whoever you want. Yeah. You can divulge. Yeah. There's, there's no past. You can just, they meet you for who you are now, which is the best version of yourself that you've ever been. And so yeah. you can give them everything that you are after everything that you've been through. And now they can see the best sides of you and just know you for that. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. The family knows all the past. They still have all their thoughts, feelings, resentments, whatever it is. Uh, you know, I, there's all, of yeah, them. our own families are the greatest judgment of us in many ways, but also those who will always love us through the thick and thin. So I'm right there with you, like meet new people, have great conversations. Don't be afraid to meet strangers. It's, it's so good for the soul. Yeah, it really yeah. is. Be yeah. who you are right here and now.
Yeah. Love it. Cool. Good talks. Thank you again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Good chatting.